The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode. I'm a little off balance here. I've been talking with my guests. And I asked for a sign today about something that I'm involved in. I needed validation from the spirit world. And in our pre-chat, one of our guests gave me that word. I about fell off my chair. I love how the universe works, how we are all connected and supported by something so much greater than we know about. My guests today have known about this far longer than I did. I was not aware that we're connected to a greater reality until... Oh, about 2006, when my stepdaughter's death propelled me in a completely different direction from my Navy career. But these two guests, Jonathan and Andy Goldman, have been pioneers and are now authorities in the world of sound healing. And it is my great, great pleasure to share them with you today. Jonathan and Andy, welcome to the show. Oh, Hello, Suzanne. <laughs> it's a real blessing to be here. Thank you for having us. Oh, we gosh. are delighted. Well, I've had your books in my home for decades, and I remember walking around toning and chanting and oming, and now you're, you've gone beyond uh, toning to humming, something we're going to really dive into in the next hour. But I want to preface our whole conversation by saying that I'm teaching a course and connecting across the veil right now. And I told my students yesterday, you need to tune in today because one of the things we were talking about is how to raise your vibration it, as part of my seven step process for connecting across the veil. The second step is lift your vibration and the practices that you teach help us to do that. So we're going to dive into that. I will stop doing most of the talking here very shortly, but let's just begin by letting both of you introduce yourselves and your backgrounds. I don't like reading biographies. I want to hear your fresh version. Who are you? How did you get into this field? Hmm. You want to go first? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so Suzanne and friends, everyone who's watching, thank you for watching. Uh, my name is Jonathan Goldman. I've been in this field of using sound, for healing and transformation for over 40 years. Literally, I'll really make this real quick and say that I began um, playing in a rock and roll band, looking out of the stage, realizing that the music I was creating was helping induce an ambiance of negativity and violence. From there, the, I basically said, what if music can be used to make people feel good? From there, the idea became, what if sound could be used to heal? I literally got a master's degree from Lesley University researching the uses of sound music for healing. From there, I found that the Sound Healers Association took my music company, which was a new wave music company, turned it into one of the first new age music companies, and is now, of course, an award. It's called Spirit Music, also known as Healing Sounds. My first book 
Healing Sounds indeed came out in 1992. We've got between us over a half a dozen different books, got over 30 different award-winning, some of them uh, Grammy-nominated recordings. And uh, my life, our life, is dedicated to helping bring awareness of the use of sound music for healing. And I am married to the most delightful holistic psychotherapist in the world who is also the angel of love. Oh, I love this. I love, I tried to get him to come on two different devices so that they wouldn't have to crowd together and you can tell they love it. And you can just feel that they don't mind being close. Andy, before we get to your background, you, what you made me think of Jonathan is you started out in a rock band and, and you left it for this, but now no exaggeration. You are the rock star of sound healing in my mind. Well, also, if we were to move, you can see this room is peppered not only with all sorts of wonderful Tibetan deities, et cetera. It's also peppered with a lot of electric guitars. So, indeed, you know. Oh, yeah, look back there. Cool. So, we, we still, and Andy plays harp. So, you know, we still oh. love all sorts of music. All sorts of music mm. is great, depending upon the time, the place, and the need of the individual. Neat. Yeah. Well, I had the great joy of meeting this wonderful rock star in the <laughs> of sound healing about 30 years ago. Well, maybe, I don't know, 28, 29. Anyway, prior to that, Suzanne, I myself am a licensed psycho, holistic psychotherapist, and my background is really more from a psychological perspective, although I utilized uh, expressive therapies with you know, my work. And of course, sound is one of the most expressive therapies that really that I've ever run across. And so uh, about Jonathan, and I started working together uh, and he always laughs and said that he became my best client. And I say, <laughs> I say, no, we we've blended together here. Yeah. And so we've written several books together, hum, The Humming Effect and Chakra Frequencies. And we've been teaching for all these many years and have a beautiful, beautiful son. And so our our life has uh, just been I, I it's it, now you'll you'll think this is funny, but I always like to say that, you know, we're on assignment oftentimes in this lifetime, <laughs> and I feel that no we're both on assignment here, and and we are our main major focus, truly, is to be of service and to bring sound to as many people as we possibly can in service, in service of love and light through sound. So I'm very grateful that here we are. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, I know that a lot of people come to my work and watch this podcast or listen to this podcast because they're dealing with the death of a loved one. They suddenly come to know that love never dies, that death is not the end. And then we want to learn to connect with our loved ones who have passed. And one of the ways that I've found to do that is by expanding our consciousness. And I know that sound helps us to do that. I'm into playing the gongs. I learned about tuning forks, but you two take the, you make it so much easier. No investment necessary whatsoever. You teach, we have the ability because we are the instrument. So I'd love to see where you go with that lead in. Mm -hmm. um, I would just like to suggest to begin with, and this is uh, wonderful. So when we talk about expanding our consciousness, sound is perhaps one of the five great senses that we deal with. And if we're able to expand and enhance our ability to hear and to make sound, we're able to actually able to enhance our ability to work with one of our five major senses and this, of course, is a sense of sound, if you like, both hearing and speaking. And when you're able to do that, it's almost, Suzanne, like gaining a superpower. All of a sudden, you've got another dimension of consciousness, of vibration, of ability to work with. And it shifts and changes you. Mm -hmm. Talking about, and this is coming from wherever, did you know that the original purpose that Thomas Edison gave for the photo? phonograph was to re record the voices of those who had passed on. 
Okay, you got a new one for me there. I did not know that. And it, it actually is used by a lot of people who are, quote, ghost hunters. I think it's called EVA or something like that, electronic mm -hmm. voice activation. But what they would do is that they would uh, take, and he thought that he could, as he was recording the voice, also record beings from the other side. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, a whole phenomenological thing. We're talking about passing over plus, and I'm going to add this because I'm on a roll. <laughs> one of the most powerful, easiest ways that we know of, of connecting with higher planes of consciousness, sacred, the divine, if you like, is working with sacred sound and particularly your own sacred sound. Right. And, and Suzanne, it's interesting because in my background, I am a trained hospice bereavement counselor. Oh, wow. Perfect. And so I'm very familiar with, you know, the whole aspect of, you know, people wanting to so deeply connect with their loved one. And sound, as Jonathan was just saying, is such a powerful modality and tool that we have within ourselves. And that's the real beauty of it, because we know there is no separation. And when we begin to work with our sound, our own sound, the frequency that we put out through our sound, but also through our intention. intention. Yeah. And, and I have to just for a moment to Jonathan's horn a little bit here, because over 40 years ago, he came up with a formula, frequency plus intent equals healing. And that to me is one of the basic tenets of working with sound as a healing modality. And, and it's so important. It's so important that um, we need to just say it again and make sure everybody understands it. So frequency of the frequency of sound plus your intention. Mm -hmm. The energy that the consciousness, the energy that is encoded upon the sound creates the outcome. If you want healing, you get you can get healing. If you want to do X, Y, or Z, you can create this. You can manifest it. A sub-corollary that I created at the same time, and they're both from he Healing Sounds. It is. It was the 30th anniversary of that, but which was vocalization, making the sound, plus visualization equals magic. Visualization, which is, if you like, akin to intentionality or um, whatever aspect of consciousness you want to uh, create, manifestation of that simply is that when I first came up with that, I thought I was being so clever. And I was being clever in terms of coming up with the formula, frequency plus intent equals healing. But a little bit of an investigation to practically any spiritual, sacred, or magic tradition, find all incorporate that. They most of the time have sacred words, sacred prayers, plus coupled with a visualization or a projection of consciousness onto it. In fact, I'm jumping ahead a whole lot. But there is That's a okay. reason. There's no, we're no, there's no trajectory here. We're just flowing. <laughs> Not only that, time and space are just limitations of the lower mind. So, you know, there you go. Uh, I'm ahead about 45 minutes, but getting back is <laughs> the fact that there is a reason that the different prayers on our planet are for the most part vocalized. They're whispered, chanted, spoken, and sung. This is because sound amplifies the power of prayer. It's that simple and that important. I'm going to let yeah. you uh, think on that for a minute because... Yeah. Sound amplifies the power of prayer. Wow. Yeah. Did I hear you correctly that we each have a, our own sacred sound? Didn't say that. No. Okay. And think that there are many, many sacred sounds depending upon the time, the place, and the need of the individual. Well, and one of the things that we really talk a lot about is that we are unique vibratory beings. And so, you know, one sound, one vibration, one mantra, one prayer may really resonate with 
person A and not at all with person B. And so, you know, and then depending on, you know, where you're at in life, you're constantly changing and you're constantly growing and moving. Yeah. And so, you know, the sounds are going to continuously change for you as well. So what you connect with on that spiritual level through your uh, sounds is just whatever's up for the moment. I mean, it's, and of course, we have a lot of different mantras and sounds. Uh, I'd like that we to suggest with. that um, from my perspective, one of the great ingredients in, in ascension and evolution and whatever is fluidity. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean being able to shift and change uh, as opposed to being like the board that is in the uh, windstorm that snaps, mm -hmm. being like the shaft of wheat that bends, which yeah. allows us to, shall we say, get along in different, uh, different situations and also evolve in consciousness and shift our frequencies, which is what we're all about. So fluidity as opposed to, I'm locked into 440 or 428 or whatever. He's so, talking about frequencies, hertz. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so far, this is theory to anybody who's new to it. I know that it goes far beyond theory, but how about sharing a story with us of somebody who has healed from sound? And then we'll dive back into some of the, the actual techniques. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop for a minute and talk to you for a moment about how sound can heal. Okay. Took Great. my thumb away. <laughs> I was just thinking, wait a minute, we will back okay. up a minute. So just, yeah. so, just so everybody can get this, yeah. you know, as a gestalt uh, consciousness, our physicists and our ancient mystics are in agreement everything is in a state of vibration from the electrons moving around the nucleus of an atom to planets and distant galaxies moving around their sun they're all in a state of vibration therefore they're all conceptually resonating with sound this includes our body every organ every bone every tissue every part of our body is in a state of vibration and when we're healthy, we say we're in sound health. We are indeed like this overall orchestra that is playing the symphony of the self. But what happens if the second violin player loses their sheet music? They begin to play out of tune, out of harmony pretty soon. The entire string section is off. Pretty soon the entire orchestra is off. And this is akin to a part of our body vibrating out of ease, out of harmony. And we say it is diseased. So the very simple but so important aspect of how to use sound for healing is simply to give the string player back their sheet music to basically project or create the correct resonant frequency or frequencies that puts us back into harmony health. And this is the basis not only of sound healing, but all sorts of alternative therapies from aromatherapy to chiropractic to acupuncture, all these things ultimately have as their basis the idea of restoring correct resonance and vibration to the body, mind, and spirit. And that body has its own intelligence. Exactly. We can help it with sound. I love this. Yeah, exactly. And Suzanne, there are really two basic ways that we do experience sound, and that is uh, psychoacoustics and vibroacoustics. And I want to talk about each one of those because psychoacoustics is when we are actually listening to sound and sound is going through into our ears, traveling down our auditory pathways up into our brain and therefore it then affects our nervous system, our heart rate, our respiration. And so when we're listening, you know, we can have all kinds of different healing experiences just by virtue of that one way of working with sound. The other way that I mentioned is vibroacoustics. This is when the sound goes directly into our bodies. You know, for instance, if we're using tuning forks, for instance, if we're on a sound chair, that vibration is going right into the cells of our body. And now, what I like to say is that what we have come up with, what our experience says, is that using your own voice 
vibroacoustically can be enormously healing. And even we feel the hum, a conscious hum is in fact the most powerful vibroacoustic way we can experience sound. And with both of these ways, you know, the healing that does happen for people can be huge. It can be subtle, it, but it happens. Let me jump in getting a little more conceptual, but for a moment, just to let you know that this isn't uh, made up. Here's a quote from the New York Times mm -hmm. science section, February 8th, 1988. So it's not <laughs> brand new. Yeah. Sound shaped into dazzling tool can make break or rearrange molecular structure. So you asked initially, you know, tell us about some, you know, healing stories. And I would say to people, they say, well, what sort of conditions can be healed with sound? I say, conceptually, if you can rearrange molecular structure, what sort of conditions can you not heal? Exactly. Yeah. Huh. So with stories, one doesn't know where to begin. I'll bet. Well, and two, with stories, there are so many different layers. You know, there can be like wildly expansive healings, you know, where people completely, you know, are on death's door and, you know, the sounds will bring them back. But I look at it more as, you know, just on an everyday level. And if I'm working with a client and they can't come up with, you know, words that they need to utilize to express how they feel, sound bypasses that left brain and goes right into the right brain. And so the frequencies and the sounds that they're making stir things up that then we work with and healing happens. So I look at healing as just so many. Uh, Multi-layered. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, right now, I would just love for you to just tell us practically how can we use sound? Either the you can get into humming now if you'd like or toning. But oh. I, I feel that some people who are tuning in are going to be completely new to this. And they're saying, well, you're talking about sound, but how do I use it? So first of all, wait a second. I, you go ahead. I, I, I'm going to jump on this. First of all, I just want to talk. Let's talk about psychoacoustics and listening. When you listen to music that has different types of pulsations, slow music will slow down your heart rate, your respiration, your brain waves. Fast music will speed it up. Neither one is better for you. It depends upon what you are trying to achieve. So if you're trying to relax, oftentimes you want to use soothing, slow music. If you're going to be going out on your um, aerobics thing, you don't want to be using this as a humorous story. I learned this years ago when I was uh, wearing a, a Sony Walkman and on a um, some sort of aerobic device, and uh, I started listening to one of my uh, mu uh, musical pieces, which are designed for relaxation. Uh -oh. My muscles started to relax, and I, you know, <laughs> fell off the device that I was oh, no. working on because they <laughs> couldn't do it. So it depends upon the time and space. Also, even just listening to music. So if you're trying to stay awake at night, up tempo music. If you're trying to, you know, go to rest or go to sleep, probably slower more relaxing music. That may sound very simplistic, but it's important for us you, to know. You know, that it, it reminds me of something that I heard from somebody uh, in the group Helping Parents Heal, a, a support group for parents who have children across the veil, that they found it very helpful to create an uplifting playlist because some we can actually wallow in our grief and, and listen to sad music because it reminds us of someone who's passed. And that doesn't help us in our healing. So they they recommended preparing a special list for when you get in the trough of grief and turn that on to, that's heal. That's what you're talking about, isn't it? This, well, yeah. yes. And also I'm going to say that I was speaking to one of the great neurophysicists on the planet who works with music. Uh, we were actually interviewing him uh, for our radio show and he said, okay, what's the best takeaway that you can give us? He said, if you're trying to create music for yourself, use what works for you mm -hmm. and don't let somebody else create the list. So exactly what you're saying. And I'm totally into um, creating uplifting music and music that uplifts you and then putting that on. Now, certainly there's something called the ISO principle, which sometimes you're really bummed out. You need to be in the blues state. I love blues guitar, but at the same time, 
there's nothing like uh, hearing over the rainbow or actually Rhapsody in Blue before American Airlines or United took it over <laughs> was one of my favorite songs. So, you know, oh, you know. But, you know, I think the important thing is to always trust our inner wisdom and trust our inner voice, because those sounds that those pieces of music that will help you, only you really know. And you may go into that place of, you know, really, you know, the blues or whatever, you know, if you're in a really deep grief. But you also know what makes you lift out of that. And so creating your own playlist and trusting what is coming through is, is really important. And I think, too, when we listen to our inner wisdom, you know, that person, that being that we've lost can come through and That's say, right. hey, take this one, take that one. But, you know, it goes back once again to we are unique vibratory. Right. Moments. And what a great, though experience it is to compile a list of the music that you like and i'm also going to suggest i had an experience oh my god 40 years ago i can't believe it yes where uh i was very depressed it was my birthday and my uh a friend of mine who's a piano tuner and my uh, karate partner came into the house and i'm sitting on the uh, and I'm sitting around just really bummed out. And he started playing Rhapsody in Blue, which I hadn't heard since I was a kid. And all of a sudden, I was uplifted. It just released whatever I had. And um, so I mentioned Rhapsody in Blue for me, which was, would not have been a song that if you had asked me to do a playlist of things, I couldn't have come up with that. So it's sometimes you may, you know, with all the you know devices they have, Spotify, Amazon, et cetera, playing around and making a list, you might find something that you had forgotten about that you loved as a kid that all of a sudden totally changes your emotional and spiritual aspects. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and Suzanne, I want to go back to, you know, you were saying, well, what can, you know, how can we, uh, you know, provide something for our listeners, for them to have experiences with sound, which we would really love to do. But before we do that, I just want to mention that we have worked with so many different sounds and so many different uh, exercises with sound, all using your own voice, mantras, and my goodness, so, I mean, through the years, so many. And we decided this was several years ago. What can we do to help those people who don't know anything about sound, who feel like, oh, I, I can't get sound, I can't sing, I don't play music, all of that. And what is the sound that can bring healing to people that they can understand, that they can relate to? And we looked at each other and we went, Hmm. Oh. <laughs> to write a book about humming. Mm, okay. <laughs> but also, I'm, I'm going to just jump in because you were kind enough to have our website. We have all sorts of yeah. different uh, sonic tools for transformation, including tuning forks, different musics, books, etc. So these are all great. Humans love toys. Oh, yeah. They do. We, we love toys. So this house is full of, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, uh, you, you, it would be fun to be in your house, no doubt. <laughs> it's crazy. I, and I have a lot of, a lot of instruments that are actually especially made for us. We have a, a two foot, two foot crystal tuning fork that was made for us. The trouble is oh. it weighs about 50 pounds. <laughs> it's really hard to use. Yeah. Wow. But, 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 you know, I think that people who are opening up to, you know, this concept of, wait a minute, sound can help me to shift my frequencies. It can help me to raise my vibration. And when you're opening up to that and you begin to understand that we talk about conscious humming, because that is such a an effective, very simple sound that people all people can make yeah. babies hum, you know, the elderly, everybody hums. So it's now they're getting into, I'm showing for those of you who are only listening, you don't see, I'm showing their book, the humming effect, sound healing for health and happiness, a whole book about humming. It's, I mean, who knew that this could be healing for us, but I read the whole book on a flight home the other day and it's, 
tremendous the proven effects of this. It's a good book, isn't it? And fun yeah. to read. Oh, yeah. Well, and the whole first chapter, because we thought the same thing, Suzanne. It's like, who is going to read a book on humming and who's going to take that seriously? And we started doing our research and we were just, I mean, we were very familiar with, you know, working with your own voice and humming. But the whole first chapter is nothing but peer reviewed, uh, uh, peer reviewed research and uh, data and in there's a lot to it. Well, why don't you just quickly tell us some of the scientifically proven effects of humming? Well, on a physiological level, we know that when we are humming, mm. our blood pressure is lowered, our heart rate is lowered. I'm going to stop you there. That's so huge. Huge. It, it, you know, <laughs> if you can lower your heart rate and respiration to pharmaceutical levels by taking a few deep breaths and humming, and we're going to be demonstrating yes, this, yes. Uh, you know, in, in a little while, but it's so huge because uh, if you start getting stressed out and you take some deep breaths and do conscious humming as we teach it, it is it's literally miraculous. So that unto itself, before we get into the really deep stuff like. Well, it, it, uh, as we are humming, melatonin is released. The hormone, hormone melatonin, also oxytocin. Oh, when, I know oxytocin. When you pet a puppy or a kitten, it, the body just courses oh, it's with the that. Trust, it's called the trust <clears throat> hormone. Yeah. That is emitted when we are humming. And not only that, nitric oxide nitric is oxide and that is a heavy duty molecule in fact i think it won the molecule of the year award in some scientific thing back yeah. in 1992 or something like something that, like that. Uh, science magazine actually nitric oxide the thing that's so very it's a vasodilator which means it widens your it, may, it makes your circulatory system more elastic and widens it and allows oxygen, all these other things to flow more heavily. So obviously it's really important for circulatory issues, heart issues, but also drum roll, they have found that it is an antiviral agent. Huh. Huh. So that humming, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this, humming basically generates nitric oxide in the nasal cavity, which is therefore really good for treatment of all, any sorts of uh, imbalances like sinusitis. Uh, and I literally dis discovered this. I taught, I was teaching this uh, to these doctors in 1986, and I said, hey, we call this sonic Dristan. Now, it was in Germany, and they didn't know what Dristan oh. was. But, <laughs> but I had realized that, you know, if you had a blocked nose, you went, mm, that it would that it would open it up. And then in around 2005, the Karolinska Institute in uh, Sweden, which is a, a Nobel Prize winning uh, place, uh, demonstrated that you get 15 times the amount of nitric oxide through humming than is normally generated. And that is, if you like, truly therapeutic levels. So I'm just letting you read between the lines about its potential use. It's quite amazing. You caught my attention in the book where you wrote, you know, rather than reach for a glass of wine, start humming. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that's just one example. For me, it would probably be chocolate, right? It just, you, <laughs> we need something to relieve the stress. And if we could just be, as you call it, conscious hummers, mm -hmm. we would uh, be more healthy from the get-go. But all those other effects are phenomenal. And, and the real beauty of it is that we have it within ourselves, Suzanne, we can, we have that power within ourselves to help us shift our consciousness, to help us shift out of that stress, to help us shift into relaxation, to help us let go of that anger, whatever it is, when we start to hum, we, and we are the ones that do it. You know, we don't have to go to a therapist to, right. hey, can you hum? Can I hum this issue right now? No, we can hum our own issues right. whenever 
we want, basically. And there was a key in your book that really stood out for me, and that is it's not just, oh, I'm going to walk while I go down the stairs, I'm going to go, hmm. It was five minutes of sustained humming and breathing, which I'm sure you'll talk about with us, is initiates these healing benefits. So it's actually a practice. It's not just a casual hum because it occurs to you, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's it's a practice and we call it conscious humming because there's a lot of different elements in it. You know, before we start to hum, we take some nice, deep diaphragmatic breaths, belly breathing, of course, it's called. And so we want to breathe. We want to let go of whatever's not serving us in this moment through our breath, you know, taking that breath in, that breath out and really relaxing our body. And then we breathe in, and then on the out breath, hum. And so, you know, when you kind of put those pieces together and then you can do something even for, we say five minutes, Suzanne, that's, you know, what our practice is before we go into our meditation, but I'm gonna say to our listeners that even if you do 30 seconds, even if you do a minute, you will feel a difference oh, because it is that that fast acting. And we would like to actually probably lead you just in a few of these conscious hums so you get oh, an do. idea of this. But I would like to also suggest that when you consciously hum, there are a couple of things we like to keep keep in mind. First of all, is goof. All right, we're going to play a game for a second. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Because uh, no, gotta have a split, a split oh, screen on this uh -oh. one. Because this is playing a game with you. Are you? Oh, you're gonna put me on the spot. I want you. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. <laughs> I want you to hum, mm, and then pinch your nose oh, uh, as you're humming. I read okay. the book. I know what's gonna happen, but most people don't. So here we go. Okay. Mm, mm. <laughs> you can't hum. You can't hum if your nose is blocked. And we say, okay, most people, you know, if they haven't read the book, don't know that. Mm -hmm. We say, okay, if you didn't know that about humming, is there perhaps some other aspects? But the reason I also mentioned that is if you go, then you're not humming. As soon as your mouth is open, you're not humming. So in order we, we have to give everybody a chance now to try this because I can feel, and, and I don't want them to miss any wisdom. So I would like everybody, we're going to go, we're going to have, dead air here for a second while everybody listening or watching i want you to hum and pinch your nose and see what they just said we'll do that with you okay okay discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between join spiritual teacher Brittany mondito for a moment of silence a weekend workshop may 24th to 26 at omega institute's beautiful campus in rhinebeck new york Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Here we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anybody tuning in right now would wonder, what are we doing? Human kazoos. <laughs> So that's the first thing. You got to have your lips closed. Okay. Second thing is you want to do a hum that is somewhere in your in the comfort range, basically around the level of your speaking voice, not too high or not too low, but somewhere something that's in your comfortable vocal range, right? You want to be comfortable. And third, we ask that you hum on one note. Not doing zippity doo dah, which is great, but if you hum on one note, then you get a sort of resonant frequency effect if you follow that and follow mm -hmm. that again. So, those are the three things be comfortable, make sure your lips are closed, and then there's a fourth thing. Okay, what's that? <laughs> this is what happens when we get husband and wives together. The wife's always going like this, right? <laughs> There's a fourth thing that's very important because after you do those three things, you want to be in silence. You after, want, you've, after you've hummed. After you have hummed because uh -huh. you want the shifts and the changes that will be occurring. You want that to happen. And that is in the silence. 
after you've hummed. So you always want to give yourself time after you have finished that one minute, that five minute, whatever that practice is of humming, you then want to be in silence because that is truly where the shifts and changes really happen. I like to say that silence mm -hmm. is the yin to the yang of sound. And as Andy was saying, it is really, and it took me literally 15 years to learn that because I was so enamored with how cool it felt to make the sound that I didn't give silence the opportunity. And all of a sudden I did. And it was like, wow, it uh, literally allowed the true healing and if you like altered states of consciousness to really emerge really uh, quickly. So silence. So we like to, if you like, dedicate as much time to silence as we do the sound. Andy pointed out a while ago that the word silent and the word listen were anagrams. anagrams. Yeah, they're the same letters. I have a slide that I go in a lot of workshops that shows the two words together. And it's I love yeah. that, Suzanne. I came across that and I went, wow, does this ever say it all in terms of, you know, so when we take the group and do a little experience, there'll be a little time at the end of our humming where we'll be in a moment of silence. I mean, obviously we would be in silence Much a lot more. longer, but you know, in light of that, you know. But dead here. space on the radio or whatnot is it's, not yeah. fun. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. wanting our listeners to know that that silence is really right. just huh. vital. Uh, yes. And indeed. how about intention? If you can, the general, cause you said it's so important frequency plus intention equals healing. The intention could just be that this be in my highest and greatest good. Right, but Beautiful. also, and that, that is great, but if you have a physiological imbalance, let's uh, let's say you want to get, uh, you have a headache, then you close your eyes and you generate and you project the sound to, let's say, your forehead, and oftentimes it'll be effective. Or if you got oh. something on your chest, just as an example, I'm going to basically go from my head to here, just with my consciousness and a very little shift of, uh, it'd be easy if I went, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do that because that, that just moved it with the vibration. But now I'm going to do that with intentionality. Mm -hmm. I just changed the vibrational pattern simply through my uh, intention. So once again, what is your purpose? And, if you're, and you, you can have a gazillion different purposes with the same sound, and it can have a gazillion mm -hmm. different effects. Cool. So, <laughs> so shall we uh, just, we'll do maybe five hums, four, four, how many? You decide. Four. <laughs> okay. We will guide our listeners through a brief, actually, a brief humming experience. And we're going to start out, and I love the intention that you just came up with, Suzanne. You know, let us set that intention of let this be for our highest good and growth in love and light. And so we will then close our eyes. We'll start to do some diaphragmatic breathing, some belly breathing. And then on the out breath, we will begin to hum and we'll do this four times. And we but, want everybody to do this with you, right? This is the yes. yeah. But also we want everybody first and foremost to check yourself out. How are you feeling now? Because if you have, if, if all of a sudden you get a little blissed out or stoned out or feel release or whatnot, you, you know, if, unless you've checked yourself out beforehand, you might not notice the effect. So everyone, check yourself out first. And this, this also will help with emotional healing as well, right? Huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In fact, that's the, for me, that's one of the biggest uh, parts of, of humming is to shift our emotions, you know, when they are a little out of sync. In fact, hold on for a second. I'm sorry, but this is just, <laughs> so we have a book called Chakra Frequencies as well. Another book that we wrote with the uh, inner traditions. And one of the things we talk about is if you are in a state of with a partner and you are in a state of emotional discomfort with them. And the first thing you want to do in terms of sound is probably cuss them out. <laughs> Don't do that. 
<laughs> you have to sort of basically have an agreement where you're going to beforehand, when you get in that situations, make a sound together. But then, for example, either humming or ohming or something mm -hmm. like that. Andy and I, it's really amazing. And it, the shifts and the changes emotionally happen so so quickly it's 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 pretty wild so hopefully our audience will will get some pearls so saying the two of you if you're just a little off balance you hum together all the time all the time oh, wow. and in fact we'll just you know if when we're when we're actually when we're in balance too because it's great well but, yeah so. for sure but if we're out of sync out of balance you know i'll say or jonathan will say honey okay I know we don't want to do this right now, but we got to hum. Let's do some ohms together and we'll hold hands and we'll start humming. How could you not come into resonance when you're doing that? Suzanne, exactly. It is, it, and it's very fast. And then more times than not, we'll start giggling. Going, now, why were we so upset? <laughs> Wow. Wow. I know that sometimes when I'm off balance, I'll, Ty will look at me and he'll say, do you need to go clear your chakras? <laughs> and no, I'm I'm in bad shape when that happens. So now we're going to have to have a new code word. We need to hum, honey. <laughs> and, and when you make that agreement, you know, when you're in a good place, you know, yeah. that contract, that verbal contract is made when you're in a good place. Right. Then when you're not in a good place, then you've got that contract already made. Oh, that's beautiful. We're going to do this. So yeah, that's the, that's the real thing. But it's. It, you know, we wouldn't be sharing it if it didn't work. It works. It's simple. It works. And it's mm. so effective. Wow. All right. We are, shall we do our, okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to get distracted with that, but it was something no. I thought no, it's a important. lot of people could use. So what we'll do is guide us through a series of four hums. So we'll close our eyes and, and then be and, in silence and, after that yeah. and check yourself out first. And now, oh. right. <laughs> so as your eyes are closed and you begin to focus on your breathing, doing some nice, deep belly breaths, you can feel your belly expanding on that in breath and then ha ah, releasing anything right now that is not serving you and take a few more breaths breathing in ah, and out releasing with a sigh and again breathing in and this time when we release instead of with a sigh we're going to release that out breath with a hum. So here's our first one. Breathing in and humming now. Hum. Mm. deep breath, breathing in and humming on the out breath. a few moments just check yourself out and be in silence wow. and it is in that silence that we listen to our inner wisdom checking yourself out and we would spend a lot more time in silence if we were not on the air, mm -hmm. but since we are, we'll mm -hmm. bring ourselves back 
And I would like to suggest that for myself, even with those brief four hums, I still have my eyes closed because I'm a little bit blissed out, if you like, just from that mm -hmm. minute or so experience. Suzanne, how is that for you? Oh, it's beautiful. And at the very end, I almost felt as if you were making some of the singing bowls in your room resonate. I don't know if you did or not, but it was so resonant what you produce. It's it's mm -hmm. beautiful. It also reminds me of chanting Om. What's yeah. the difference? Okay, so here is, if you like, there's a book called the Yoga Sutras. Uh, which is uh, written by a fellow named Pantanjali many thousands of years ago. And it's the basis of a lot of yoga. And most spiritual masters have done their own translation. So this comes from uh, Swami Satchidananda's translation. Satchidananda was the guru who began the Woodstock celebration. And uh, we like him very much. And uh, Swami Satchidananda... Sutra 1.27 says, and this is Jonathan Goldman's paraphrase of it, the original sound of creation was pranava, the humming of prana. They had to give it a name, so they called it Om. Huh. Okay. Well, there we so go. Humming, the first original sound. That then went into the Om. So. And it's so simple. Now, with no disrespect, what would be the difference between that and using a kazoo? Uh, you wouldn't get the vibroacoustic effects, number one. You felt the sound going in doing that. That won't happen with a kazoo. Okay. On a level, as soon as you... Humming is the most powerful vibroacoustic effect that you can have as soon as you, as soon as you open your mouth no the sound starts going out and it less much much less of it is contained within to create that internal massage that internal vibration that internal resonance of everything from your pituitary gland on up i'm sure that you felt a lot of this happening with just those four hums yeah. uh, and all the the release of nitric oxide and all this other stuff is going on you don't Amazing. get that with a with a kazoo, but it's fun. It's a good psychoacoustic effect. But I love also how you said earlier that we can direct that to specific areas in our body, even though the body has its own innate intelligence and we can just have the intention of overall balance. I love that you can direct it with intention to wherever you feel you need healing. And Suzanne, I would love to take a moment. We have a beautiful quote on the back of our book from Dr. Bruce Lipton, who wrote Biology of Belief, and we love him dearly. And he wrote, the, the this really sums up humming from my perspective. And he says, I highly recommend the humming effect for all those impacted by the stress of the modern world. It is a powerful non-pharmaceutical prescription for healing that has only positive side effects such as harmony, health, and happiness. And so you can just hum, people can hum and reduce their levels of stress, come into balance, and it is simple and yet effective. So I wanted to share that because- That's beautiful. I'm ready to, you know, just really make this part of my life, seriously. And I'm, I'm laughing, thinking of my husband, Ty, when he gets nervous, I can always tell because he'll usually be driving and thinking about something, and I start to hear little humming noises. He's doing it without realizing. People hum to self-soothe mm -hmm. unconsciously. This is conscious humming. It's even better. Yeah, conscious humming. I love it. So you all have an event coming up. It's not just you. This is a worldwide event that we can be conscious healers of our planet, I believe. Tell us about it. It's called World Sound Healing Day. World Sound Healing Day. And this is the 21st World Sound mm -hmm. Healing Day. And it's coming up on February 14th. Good Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. And this is a day when people throughout the planet project a sonic Valentine to what we call the Gaia matrix, the energy field hmm. of Mother Earth. And um, 
Well, and is, this, is it always on Valentine's Day? It was always on Valentine's 21 Day. 21 years of this. And after 21 years, it has now got basically a life of its own. And there are people throughout the planet who are either deciding to facilitate a group where they'll invite their community to, to share, or they will participate in a group. And they can go online to worldsoundhealingday.org. And yeah, there we have last year, we had over 200. Different, different events, events happening in dozens wow. of different countries mm -hmm. and basically everything it you it started out with literally mm -hmm. that everybody would hum together or make an ah or an ohm at noontime oh, uh, new york time which is wonderful and i love that idea mm -hmm. but we decided to be just open it up to all different sounds we have crystal bowls tuning forks we have Tibetan monks. We have people doing kirtans. We got Poems, po poetry, poetry, jazz musicians, guided meditations, you name it. Uh, it. It'll be happening. But the only thing we asked is that the sound, whatever the sound, it be intentionally created with the element of compassion and gratitude, thankfulness, love. And when you do that, the sound, literally, there's a phenomenon called heart-brain coherence, where the heart and the brain are in resonance together. And basically, the key element to that is being in a state of gratitude, doing some nice deep breathing. Once you do that, then you can hum, you can ohm, you can do a bowl, you can do a poem, whatever. Your electro electromagnetic field is anywhere from 50 to 500, or some even speculate 5,000 times uh, greater, which is why at the beginning I said I'm jumping ahead 45 minutes. This is where I say, and this is the reason why the prayers on our planet vocalize, whispered, chanted, spoken, or sung, is because the sound amplifies the power mm. of the prayer. And, and once again, what we were saying, too, at the very beginning is that there is no separation. And we are understanding that even more with the scientific evidence that, you know, has been presented through research. Yeah. And so the Global on, Consciousness yeah. Pro, uh, Project and all yeah. sorts of other yeah. things. So on what's on Healing Day, you know, this vibration, this frequency of love and harmony and healing and compassion that is being generated it is permeating our planet and wow. we like to call it global harmonization global harmonization and it's free oh, right. we got <laughs> we, we don't collect mailing lists or it's it's yeah, been yeah. A totally an altruistic uh, phenomena mm -hmm. and it's all inclusive anybody can either participate and present a you know co-create through presenting a a, a a sound or thing, or else they can just go on. We have most of the time, a lot of people go, go there and they look and they see all the incredible hundreds of different events that will be there by even before uh, yeah. February 14th, we've got about 40 or 50 up right now. And there's yeah. probably, uh, it's, it's almost a month away or uh, whatnot. Yeah. So, so the phenomena yeah. is, and the idea, you know, that uh, you can be a sonic co-creator. I'd be a sonic activist and help create a vibrational mm -hmm. shift in our planet. And Lord wow. knows, Suzanne, I know you'll agree that we need as much conscious activation on a planetary level as we can mm -hmm. manifest. Well, you you two are doing a great job of help giving us tools to do that. And mm -hmm. I love it. You can tell that you are so service oriented. It's a beautiful thing. Mm, thank so you. thank you. Well, as we come to the end of the program, what have you not had a chance to share with us? What do you, what do we need to know? Well, we like to end by saying just a little thing. <laughs> we heal the planet. We heal ourselves. We heal ourselves. And we heal the planet. It really is a feedback loop. So. We have a choice and we can make a difference. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Well, aren't they great, guys? I hope you will all check them out. Check out the websites, take part in the World Sound Healing Day, and just uh, keep on humming, right? <laughs> keep on humming. Oh, Suzanne, this has just been a joy right. for us. And to check, share. Out, check out some of my music on 
Amazon, Spotify, iTunes. It's it's award winning. It's really good. So I mean, here here's somebody who's spent their lifetime uh, perfecting uh, you know music for healing and whatnot. Who's uh, now teaching yeah. the hum. What can you say? That's outstanding. Well, thank you both. It's been a real joy sharing with you. And everybody else, just go out and make this an outstanding week. We love you all. Bye-bye. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.